Earth Science Temple of Empower to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest, because on a Friday the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday the first man departed out of flesh, and ascended unto his father God Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3. Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister. Because a lot is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws. And all members must obey the laws of the government. Because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live a life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality. And we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the governments in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Juali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Except all members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America, then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and invite his kingdom before them. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Juali, founder of American Prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day. Through his holy prophet, Juali, amen. The Moorish Science Temple of America, home office in Noble Juali, home office, Chicago, Illinois. USA, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Sunday, Muslims. All right, Islamism and gratitude, brother. Brother Kobe, would you please read our writs? Islam, Grand Sheik. Arise, give perfect praise to the great God Allah. Rise, give honors to our prophet, Noble Juali. Rise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Maziah Garvey, the harbinger. Rise and give honors. Mm-hmm. To all the ills and the bays, rise give honors to Temple 30, rise give honors to all Muslims on the call and on the planet. To be proclaimed in every meeting, 
Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now, since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplift funds. The ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That's why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present, so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world would not recognize the movement without either profit being hit. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. <clears throat> to the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instructions from your prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. Then the times are drawing near, so says Allah to his divine prophet, I noble Ali, and that is why many hearts have turned to stone, many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear, least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors, and every evil spirit is moving, and they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your prophet. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are, are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest. And the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temple. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Jurali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards at Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be of severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali, and if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, sent out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans they do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah 
to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, noble Jawali. Islam, Islam, Islamism. All right, Islamism and gratitude, brother. Uh, Sister Lachey L, would you please read our additional laws? Islam, I rise and give all praise to the great father, God Allah. I give honors to the holy prophet, noble Jawali, honors to Marcus Mosaic Garvey, the forerunner of the prophet, and honors to all Muslims on the call and all Muslims around the world. Questionary and additional laws for Moorish Americans by the prophet, noble Jawali. Act one, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business, each said temple must be approved by the prophet, noble Jawali, before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand chief. Act 2. All members are to attend their ADEP meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case, and on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid, and if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the Morsh Uplifting Fund, because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act 3. It is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she, according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are not a part and a parcel of this sad government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Juali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabit the Northwestern and Southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part in a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moore Science Temple. Member must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moore Science Temple. Then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children 
Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become a part of, of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jewelry, through the guidance of his father, God, Allah, Islam. Peace and love. All right, Islam, sister, and gratitude. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude the slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God, Allah, to warn my people to resit, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether either prophet and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man it is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens to stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I am depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard, because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion, 
before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring our fathers and our mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin, and there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action, and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth, and they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined conditions there, and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness 
into marvelous light from the prophet. All right, Islam. Islam Moors, um, we're going to be going over questions 31 through 40 in our Quran questionnaire. But before we do that, I want to speak just on um, what was just read, which is a divine warning by the prophet for the nations. Um, want to just make everything plain and clear for us, right? And there, in that um, speech by the prophet, he's speaking about this government, speaking about our government and also the United States of America. He says, there's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth. And it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government. So there's no confusion. He's talking about the United States of America because he incorporated the divine and national movement in this government in um, Illinois, right? So it was incorporated in this government and recognized by all nations of the world. So, and then going on, he says, and through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege. So it's plain and clear. He's speaking about being citizens of the United States of America so that there's no confusion on it. He's saying this is a way for us to come into our salvation, for us to be successful here in the here and now. And um, why was he saying that? Um, He's also in that same divine one. And he says, speaking on us, if we come into the Moorish divine national movement, in those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. So why would the prophet even be concerned about the United States if we're not citizens of it, right? He's saying if we come in, then we can spare it from all of these calamities and things that are happening right now. Things like the whole coronavirus, these are end time events. The fires that are now happening like on a yearly basis in California, like all of these things that are happening, now trying to make everyone get a vaccine and and um just all of the things that we're seeing. These are these are things that are prophesied in all of the holy books, in, in all of the different indigenous cultures. They prophesized this time. There was a Native American prophecy from like, I think from several tribes, but I know the Hopi Indians where the world would be connected by a web, right? Talking about the internet. They used to call it the World Wide Web. That's where the WWW comes from. So there's all these prophecies. We're in that time, okay? And so he's saying that, yeah, in, in that same divine warning, in those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. If, if we get right, not putting it off on anyone else, because if we get right, then, then something else happens. All right. If, if we stay in the position that was created to abuse us, they're going to continue to get over and abuse us and things are going to continue to deteriorate. And that doesn't work well for anyone because if things continue to fall, right, where will we be at, right? Who wants to start all the way over from square one, right, where everything is completely fallen and gone back to the Stone Ages? Who wants to be in that type of situation? So it's not really a good thing. 
we're not really sitting here just like oh who cares what happens now because a lot of people's going to get hurt you might be one of them (laughs) you know so we we want to get right now because we can't wait on anyone else to do it and so the prophet was trying to set us up to succeed and he figured there's a saying where allegedly this is one of the statements oral statements from the prophet where allegedly he said I'm going to leave the Europeans here long enough to show you how to run a government. Okay? So if they're still in power, it's because we're not in power. We're not doing what we are supposed to. We still need help. We have to be able to grow our own food and all of these things that we need. We're obviously not there yet. Okay? So instead of having to reinvent everything to start all the way over, we have a country already, and it's actually ours, right? Isn't it amazing that the United States of America has a long-standing relationship with Morocco, the oldest relationship with any, any empire, any country, any nation is with Morocco, the first to recognize this country, and we have legitimate claim to our Moroccan descent. No matter how you spin it, it doesn't matter if you believe that all of our ancestors were brought over here on slave ships, that the Europeans were so great that even though they had to avoid getting captured and sold into slavery, somehow they were able to bring us all over here too. Even if you believe that, many of the people in West Africa, places like Timbuktu, Mali, all of these places, many of these people were of Berber descent, they were, they were Moors. Um, and then also, if, if you're aware that our people were living over here as well, then you know that there's more to it than, than meets the eye. So you have Moors living over here, you have Moors living over there. So it doesn't matter how you spin it, we have legitimate claim to this. And the prophet set us up to go this way so that we can succeed, right? With this government that we now live under. So if we look at our um, constitution too in Acts 6, let's pull that back up. What does it say? Not Acts 6. Sorry. Okay, so we're... Yeah, Acts 6 too, but um, let's look at Acts 4 and 5. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby, right? So the movement, our Moorish divine national movement Our government is in alignment with the United States of America, right? It's not anti-government. It's not against the government that we now live under, the state that you're living in, right? We're not against the laws. We're not on the other side. If we had an issue with laws, we would go about the due process just like all other civilized people would do to get laws changed because the prophet set this movement up so that we could succeed. We would know that going out and protesting or rioting is not going to get anything done. 
that's not how that's not how you get things done right so we and we descend from the creators of civilization so we're not anti-civilization we know that it's necessary it's needed and um islam i see you sister i yield the floor islam first and foremost i like to rise and give perfect praise to our father god allah father of the universe the one who made you and the one who made me i also like to rise and give honors to his holy and divine prophet noble Ali, and all of allah's prophets and also honors to all you muslims in attendance um i just wanted to go back to the wording in act five when the prophet stated thus said government because a lot of people don't be paying attention because in act six if you go there you can see it clearly says this said government right so we know for a fact that he was talking about the usa as far as the said government he's talking about right and then with this said government he was talking about our society right the the more science simple of america divine and national movement right and he's tying it all in because we are part and partial of the government of the usa right and we also have our own that we can you know create law well follow the law that was given to us by the prophet and we are free because our sovereign power like what saves us comes from the law of the land under the religion part of islam right so that's very important to understand like what these bylaws are telling us and what the prophet brought to us be to make us free and to let us know that we do have our own and we can conduct ourselves as so islam i hear the foot right islam so um speaking on what you just said in act six it says with us speaking about us our government with us all members must proclaim their nationality we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed. They don't know it, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government. Speaking about the United States of America as well, know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, Black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865. This is a new era of time now. Right. And so now we can be recognized by our free national name, recognized by the government in which we live and the nations of the earth. And this is necessary because um, for people that are younger, you may not remember. Right. And I've spoken on this before. Um, You know, for people who were adults when Hurricane Katrina happened, you witnessed all this stuff in real life where George Bush got on TV and called our people refugees. Okay. All right. So refugees, you know, when people are refugees, see, when you just type George Bush refugees, they're talking about Afghanistan. All right. But during Hurricane Katrina, he was talking about regular so-called African-Americans. He's talking about the the, um, people from Louisiana, not from anywhere else. And um, this happened in what, 2005. So in 2005, um, just to give you some context, at that point in time, um, my wife and I, we already knew that we were Moors. And so this really just brought it home for us because it's like, this is real. He's sitting here calling our people refugees. And now that they covered it, they had to. 
but they're not going to tell you the truth. What's really going on with this, right? They just say, oh, it stirs a debate. Why was he saying that? But they're not even going to ask that question. <laughs> they're not even going to ask that, right? And so it's saying, like, I mean, if you could just see, this is from NBC News, right? All of these people are people. He wasn't talking about the people of European descent, talking about the Black community from Louisiana. Talking about they have argued that refugee implies they're displaced storm victims many of whom have been Black, are second-class citizens, or not even Americans. And Jesse Jackson, he just said, oh, it's racist to call American citizens refugees. Okay? The Congressional Black Caucus expressed similar sentiments. They're not going to tell you anything. They, under- they know what's really going on, and they're not even going to say anything. Yeah, Jesse Jackson is the one who christened us with the name African-American. Or at least he, he took credit for that. All right? And then Bush, he just deflected criticism for calling us refugees. The people we're talking about are not refugees, he said. This is what Bush said. He backtracked. He said, the people we're talking about are not refugees. They are Americans, and they need help and love and compassion of our fellow citizens. He had to clean that up. Maybe he wasn't supposed to say that. Maybe that was a slip of the tongue. Because when you look at Webster's Dictionary, it defines it more broadly as a person who flees from home or country to seek refuge elsewhere. It's in the time of war, political persecution. So he correctly identified our people as refugees because we, um, for the most part, our people don't know who they are. They're going by a term that was created to remove us from the human family. And so he could have opened up a can of worms, but they backtracked and then they brought out the, now I'm not going to talk bad about Jesse Jackson or the Congressional Black Caucus, but they brought out safe so-called Negroes to help deflect, to just make it seem like it was a racism thing. When they know there's way more to it than that. Okay. So this is very real. And this happened in real time. And that, that instance was captured on, on the record, right? Nobody can go back and act like that didn't happen. Okay. But they, you know, they didn't really hit on why that was occurring. And so people, most people saw that and they didn't get it. They didn't understand. They didn't make them think deeper about what's really going on. Right. Because also what happened in during Hurricane Katrina, they, um, People who lived in that area were forming little militias and deputizing people to block all of the bridges off so that people couldn't leave the New Orleans area, our people, so that they would stay in there and suffer. They were not sending aid in. They were literally leaving the people there so that as many as possible could die. And when we look at why that happened, right, you see the literature up on the screen. It says the great sin in regards to our people, speaking about the Asiatic nation of North America, is all about what? Nationality and our failure to claim our nationality. I'm not saying there's no racism and all this stuff, but that's, that's besides the point. We have to be who we are. We can't continue in 2021 to still go along with something that was created over 200 years ago to keep us enslaved. We, we's free now. 
We don't have to do that anymore. Our failure to honor the divine covenant that we have with our Father God Allah is rooted in our failure to claim our nationality. Consequently, we have no tie to our forefathers, which establishes our nationality and gives us political status in this government. The devastating effects of this great sin go further in that we have no tie to our forefathers. We cannot claim our birthrights. We have not answered up to the constitutional standard of law by name. That's what the prophet is speaking on in that divine warning. So we're not in a position where we can base our lives upon the divine creed of our forefathers and adhere to the five divine conduct controlling principles, right? And so actually, I I don't know who the author of this is, but this literature piece is called The Great Sin. Okay, and so by us being outside of that, not having our own, continuing to go under something that someone else created for us, that leaves us vulnerable super vulnerable right (laughs) and um we're subject as as it says as the prophet said to the abuse that anyone else chooses to heap upon us if they want to be just if they want to do right by us great and if not we'll suffer and so that's why um george bush could call us refugees and then backtrack because it's like oh no 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 they're citizens i I didn't do that. I didn't do that. That that didn't happen. They're not refugees. They're citizens. And we need to help them, right? Because they, they don't want to open up that discussion. They don't want us to come into the picture. All right? Because this is truly why we still suffer. And it's that simple. Now, of course, there's more to it than that, but it's actually that simple. All right? And so that's why, no, if you hear any more talking about we're not u.s citizens and and i know some people they might even sound like they know what they're talking about but it's like i'm sorry but you need to go back to the drawing board the prophet set this up so that we're insulated as u.s citizens we have everything that we need to empower ourselves and to do it unhindered upon because our divine and national movement isn't against this government that's the agreement we can build our nation up just like other people are doing here just like the Amish just like everyone else unhindered upon and that's that's our protection and then in actuality since this is our nation as well as we rise and empower ourselves this is our nation we don't have to start all the way over and so the prophet set us up to succeed. Um, let's go ahead and go into the Quran questionnaire. We're on question 31, 31 through 40. So let's um, go over these. And of course, if anybody has any questions, feel free to speak up, feel free to ask. All right, so if we could, um, let's just start at 31. If we could just all just read the question and answer out loud. You don't have to have your mic on if you don't want to, but um, let's go ahead and just read these 
um, questions and answers out loud, and then we'll go back over it. All right. Starting at 31. What is the modern name for the Moabites? Moroccan. Moroc. Where is the Moroccan Empire? Northwest. Northwestern Mexico. What is the modern name for a Mexum? Africa. Africa. What is the title given to our ruler in Morocco? Sultan. Where do we get the name Jesus from? From From the the east. east. What does the name Jesus mean? Jesus Jesus means means justice. Did the child give to, uh, did the angel give to the child that was called Jesus a holy name? Yes. Yes. But it cannot be used by those who are slaves to sin. 38. What is an angel? An angel is a thought of Allah manifested in human flesh. All right. What are the angels? What are angels used for? To carry messages to the four corners of the world, to all nations. And what is our prophet to us? He is an angel of Allah, of Allah who is who sent is to bring us the everlasting, everlasting gospel, gospel of Allah, Islam. All right, Islam, let's go back up here to questions uh, 31, 32, 33. All right, so um, what is the modern name for Moroccans, for the Moabites, excuse me? And the answer is Moroccans. All right, so let's see. Why, why is the prophet saying this? Why is this in there? And how does this apply to us right here and now? All right, so easiest way to uh, address that is to go into chapter 47 in our Quran. Okay. Chapter 47 is entitled Egypt, the Capital Empire of the Dominion of Africa. It says the inhabitants of Africa are the descendants of the ancient Canaanites from the land of Canaan. The inhabitants of Africa are the descendants of the ancient Canaanites from the land of Canaan. All right, implying that they came from one place to another. Canaanites. This is what they are. The old, old man Cush and his family are the first inhabitants of Africa who came from the land of Canaan. His father Ham and his family were second. Then came the word Ethiopia, which means the demarcation line of the dominion of a Mexum and Ethiopia, meaning like Ethiopia is something divided, right? The, the, um, the Atlantic ocean used to be called the Ethiopian sea or the Ethiopic sea. Why? Because it separated the land masses. So it says, then came the word Ethiopia, which means the demarcation line of the dominion of a Mexum the first true and divine name of Africa, the dividing of the land between the father and the son. So that's where we're getting a Mexum from, a Mexum, the first true and divine name of Africa. So we're getting records that have been hidden, true and divine, returned to us, right? So a Mexum is the first true and divine name of Africa. So a Mexum equals Africa, but this is hidden. This is ancient, first true and divine name of Africa. The dominion of Cush 
Northeast and Southeast Africa. Northwest and Southwest was his father's dominion of Africa. In later years, many of their brethren from Asia and the Holy Lands joined them. The Moabites from the land of Moab who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to settle and inhabit Northwest Africa. All right, so we're going to look at this because it's saying the Moabites received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to inhabit Northwest Africa, settle and inhabit. They were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire with their Canaanite, Hittite, and Amorite brethren who sojourned from the land of Canaan seeking new homes. Their dominion and inhabitation extended from Northeast and Southwest Africa across the great Atlantis, even into the present North, South, and Central America, and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands before the great earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. So this is giving you, um, this is giving you a place and a time frame, right? Which the time frame is hard to determine. We don't know when the Atlantic Ocean was created, but I bet you it's not what the Europeans have been saying, because they're saying that it happened over slowly over millions and millions of years right could have been 10,000 could have been 20,000 years ago but we're getting a great earthquake caused this and that their dominion the Moabites who are the they were the founders and then the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire Their dominion extended from Northeast and Southwest Africa across the the Great Atlantis and to the present North, South, Central America, Mexico, the Caribbean, all that before the great earthquake which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. So before the slave trade. Okay. And um, the, the river Nile was dredged and made by the ancient pharaohs of Egypt. This is something else. This ancient wisdom is being returned to us. Nobody's telling us that rivers are man-made and that they created, they created the rivers for trade. So the river Nile was dredged and made one of the longest rivers in the world, made by the ancient pharaohs of Egypt in order to trade with surrounding kingdoms. Also, the Niger River was dredged by the great pharaoh of Egypt in those ancient days for trade. And it extends eastward from the river Nile westward across the great atlantic it was used for trade and transportation so we have two rivers the river now and the niger river and we're told that the niger river actually used to connect to the nile and that it extends across the great atlantic and people who actually travel sailors and people who are used to traveling on the atlantic ocean they know that there's still rivers underwater currents that go through the Atlantic Ocean that if they find those currents they can ride it all the way here where it's a smoother ride so that river still exists according to all true and divine records remember these are true and divine records returned to us nobody was teaching this to the so-called negro the prophet unveiled this in 1928 nobody was teaching this to us According to all true and divine records of the human race, there's no Negro, Black, or colored race attached to the human family. That's why you have to drop that. Because all the inhabitants of Africa were and are of the human race. 
right? We're all humans, descendants of the ancient Canaanite nation from the holy land of Canaan. What your ancient forefathers were, you are today without doubt or contradiction. And so this is why Bush could call our people refugees, because they're not claiming to be who their forefathers were. Because you still are that today without doubt or contradiction. Because they can't change you from your descendant nature. There's no one who's able to change man from the descendant nature of his forefathers unless his power extends beyond the great universal creator, Allah himself. So, in some ways, these people that um, doctored this change, that helped to put these marks, place these marks on us, they tried to set themselves up to be God. Or to at least to be our God, because they just created you. They gave you a nickname. They marked you with Negro black colored. And they defined it as something less than human. So you have to step out of that. These holy and divine laws are from the prophet Noble Drali, the founder of the Uniting of the More Science Temple of America. Um, I suggest everyone go read 47. The time has come when every nation must worship under its own vine and fig tree and every tongue must confess his own. Through sin and disobedience, every nation has suffered slavery due to the fact that they honored not the creed and principles of their forefathers. This is why the nationality of the Moors were taken away from them. In 1774, the word Negro black color was given to the Asiatics of America who were of Moorish descent because they honored not the principles of their mother and father and strayed after the gods of Europe of whom they knew nothing. All right. And you really don't know anything about it because it's been doctored. It's been changed to represent something else. Right. So you can't lay down your turban and your fez and your, your sword, right. And come under something that somebody else's religion and culture and ways taking on their names and everything. No. Right. So that's why the people were seeing it called refugees and treated like refugees, given the worst conditions. Let's wait them out. Let's see how many of them we can kill. That's what happened in New Orleans. And that's how come if you go there now, it's all gentrified and um, they kind of took the soul out of that area. And um, that happens all over the place. But going back to this. Right. So um, question thirty one. 32, 33, 34, all that stuff may sound weird, like that doesn't make any sense. But when you look at it in this perspective, now it makes more sense. So the modern name for the Moabites is Moroccans. Where's the Moroccan empire? Northwest of Mexico. What is the Mexum? It's the first true and divine name for Africa. So when it says in chapter 47, that we're the founders and the true possessors of the present day Moroccan empire, where's the Moroccan empire? Northwest of Mexico. Northwest Africa. Now you could make the case that it's literally just talking about on the continent of Northwest Africa right now today. Because if we look at that on the map, right? Hang on. If you look at Northwest Africa on the map, okay, you've got Morocco. If you can see where I'm at, you can see where Spain is, like this little yellow area where Spain is really close to Africa. So this is where this kind of Northwest Africa. All right. And then you could go down a little bit further too, where it says Kush, because actually 
um, Morocco, right? One of the names for Morocco, um, you have uh, Amer Americush. No, um, I'm trying to think. There's like, there's three different names for Morocco. One of them has that name Kush in there where it's like Amerikush, which means the land of God. But I'm just saying this whole top area kind of that's Northwest Africa. You can say that too. All right. But also in our true and divine records that have been returned to us in chapter 47, it's made apparent to us that the pharaohs of Egypt gave our ancestors permission to settle and inhabit this area of Africa, this yellow over here, as well as North, South, Central America and the Atlantis Islands. So if the Pharaoh is able to give them permission to, to, to come into this area, that means that was, that was his dominion. That was our dominion because that whole chapter is giving our ancient dominions. So that means that all of this is Africa or a Mexum. So that means that North America is Northwest Africa. South America, Southwest Africa. And that's why in our questions, when we um, go back into the questionnaire, when you look at questions 87, or no, 86. Matter of fact, let's go to 85. 85 says, name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of the Northwest. Right? So it says, name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of Northwest. Northwest what? He didn't say, right? He just said Northwest. So name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of Northwest by the European nations in 1774. Negro, black, colored, and Ethiopian. This is question 85. All right, he didn't have to say what Northwest what, because it's already been established in chapter 47. Northwest of Maxim. A Maxim is the true and divine name of Africa. So in modern days, we would say Northwest Africa. So the marks that were put upon the moors of Northwest Africa were Negro, Black, colored, and Ethiopian. And then question 86 says, Negro, a name given to a river in West Africa by moors because it contains black water. Negro is the name given to a river in West Africa by Moors because it contains black water. And you know, some people might say, well, you're talking about the Niger River, but there's a problem with that. Niger doesn't mean black. It doesn't mean black, right? This is from Wikipedia, okay? Let's pull this website up, right? You see right here, though, this little example says the Niger River is the principal river of Western Africa, standing over 2,500 miles. In any case, the Niger is not a Blackwater River, right? So not only, we're going to go into this, but not only does Niger not mean Black, but the waters are, for the most part, clear of the Niger River, okay? So he's not talking about that river in West Africa, but there is, there is a river that's called the Negro River, but we're going to look at that. So the Niger River, um, yeah, it doesn't have black waters. 
Um, the origin of the name Niger is unknown. It's often assumed that it derives from the Latin word for black, but there's no evidence for this because the more than likely the Portuguese explorers would have called it Negro or Preto, like their words for black. The name is thus thought to be indigenous, right? There's Berber words like a Toreg. Toreg, these are Berber people, right? They had, um, they had another phrase, it's Ger and Ger, which could be Niger. It could have been shortened to Nger, right? So they're thinking that it has a Berber or origin. Why? Because these people who were Moors were living in West Africa. But it just would have meant the river of rivers. And then the waters in that river are for the most part clear. So they weren't, this isn't what the prophet is talking about too. Um, on Wikipedia, it pretty much says the same thing that they believe Niger has a uh, Berber origins, right? The name may come from the Berber phase, phrase, Gur and Gur, which means river of rivers. So it didn't mean black river. But then for those of you who've been studying for a while, you already know there is a Rio Negro in South America. Rio Negro um, goes through Brazil, may go through, well, I think it just goes through Brazil. It's a tributary of the Amazon. Okay, so you literally have Rio Negro, which means black waters. And it's so strong that when it meets with the Amazon, you can see like the waters of the Amazon, they don't mix. So the Rio Negro literally is named the Black River because it has black water. <laughs> and it's over here in South America. So the prophet is letting us know, all right, in that question, 85 and 86, letting us know we're in northwest of Mexico. Well, if you're in South America, you're in South, um, I mean, you're in Western or Southwestern of Mexico, right? Because the Negroes are river, a name given to a river in West Africa by Moors because it contains black water and that's not in West Africa. It's not talking about the Niger River. Okay, so these are our dominions. And as it says, we are the founders and possessors of the current Moroccan empire right here, right under our noses. And so for the United States and Morocco to have this long-standing um, relationship. This is powerful. All right. You can just type Morocco and U.S. I see your hand raised. Islam, sister. Islam. I just want to add, um, like when we look at Latin or Spanish, right? Um, negro means black, right? And then when we, you know, study more science, we learn that um, black is death in the eyes of law, right? Dead in the eyes of law. That's why we don't call ourselves that. But um, also, if you look at the word necro, right, it means death, right? So negro, negro, I see, like, it makes a lot of sense, you know, just hearing those two words, right? Because it's, it's letting us know that this is deriving from death. And that's why, you know, we're like a dead people, you know, when we don't know who we are and we act the way we act, following behind the ways of the European, you know, we become dead as far as they're concerned because we don't know who we are. Islam, how are you the floor? Islam. And what, who we are is powerful. And even though in this case, like, say, since 1777, right, Morocco was the first country in the world to formally acknowledge the United States as an independent nation. 
right? They needed that to happen in order to declare their nationhood, okay? And um, even though in this case, it would be talking about Morocco across across the Atlantis over there in North Africa, right? We know from our perspective, we are here at home and we are Moroccans, all right? And so this is powerful. And that's also why we're not anti-government. We're not against any of this. We just have to come into who we truly are. And um, now I was showing this up on the screen just um, before so you could see like kind of how things actually could have connected, you know, visually, right? How things used to possibly fit together when the prophet was um, describing in 47, like these ancient and divine records that have been hidden. Only a few people know about it, right? It's, it's told that the um, the Niger, the Nile River, which you see in purple over here on the right, it was it was created by the pharaohs and that the Niger River used to connect and that it used to flow all the way over to here. And then once the Atlantic Ocean was created <coughs> after the great earthquake and things split apart, that ocean still exists. I mean, that river current that flows through the Atlantic still exists. And we now know how this connection happens and how we fit into this, right? So this is powerful, but we have to know that in order to be who we truly are. If we don't, it just remains a secret and we continue to be abused and taken advantage of. But that's not truly our stance in this, right? We're supposed to be at the head of things. We have to come into, you know, we have to come into our, our, um, our own ways because what we've been doing for the last hundred years is not working, Right. And so this is the only salvation we have. We have to come into our own and um, pretty much we have to do it now. I mean, if you just see, just looking at what's going on in the world and especially here, right? You can tell that, you know, things are kind of out of control. It's, it's getting crazier by the day. All right. But um, let's, let's go into some of the other questions. So uh, yeah, 30... 35 where do we get the name jesus from from the east all right so what does anybody have any idea like what that's talking about why it just says from the east islam jesus was a prophet of Allah. islam and we look to the east you know, because that's where Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, um, you know, where, where the first practice of, is, well, Islam that we know of today was given to the people. Islam. All right. Um, you know, that's, it's, it's weird because like that, just that that word jesus like that's um is that a roman that's like i'm trying to think like what language is that it's not latin um islam i would think greek branch greek so the letter j all right we, we would know that the like the aramaic word that that would have been um translated from 
would have been Joshua or Yoshua, Yeshua, right? Because they wouldn't even have had the J sound. Right, because Jesus comes from Zeus. All right. And yeah, the people in that area who would have been speaking that language would have been in Mesopotamia, which would have been like in the area that they call the Middle East now, in Iraq, in that area, right? The Fertile Crescent. So this would have been the language that would have been spoken on the people in Judea that would have been in that whole, that Middle Eastern region. All right. And um, Jesus, right, we're given the meaning for the name that means justice, being upright, independent, um, abiding by spiritual law. Also, um, that just signifies that your consciousness is in alignment with the law or in alignment with divine law, because justice is divine law. Islam. I see a, another hand raised. Islam. Okay. Islam, that makes sense because our justice actually does come from the East for real. Because, you know, when, when we study the Holy uh, Quran of Mecca, you know, we, when we pray, you know, we, we face in the East, right? And that's where our saving power comes from. And that's why we face the East. Islam? That makes a lot of sense. Islam. I also think facing the East means to look within. Right? I also believe that that name, Jesus, actually means I am. I mean, like, if you say that, just we in French, isn't that how you say I am? And so we're actually being told again to look within. When we look to the east, you might do that physically, but that's because we do things symbolically. Everything you do symbolically has a higher up meaning. So it's really just reminding you to keep looking within, to know that your compass is within you. So, you know, you're using the compass physically, you're facing the east, but in actuality, your compass is internal. And right, you you know to always look within and to always um use the invisible tools that you have to stay on the path towards righteousness, Islam. And um, I see another hand raised, Islam, Brother Jackson Bay. Islam, I can't move back on what everybody said. Um, also, Jesus, in so many depictions, has been depicted or anthropomorphized as the sun, right? Um, so Jesus, meaning justice, right? The sun comes from the east, right? And we're not to worship the sun because it's just the instrument of Allah. And we're supposed to honor it as one of the creatures of the creation, right? Um, so the direction to add on, I believe what uh, Sister Douglas O was saying and, and what you were saying, um, Douglas O was, you know, we that's the reason why we face the east because if Jesus is a thought of Allah, just like all of us, and Jesus has been, um, metaphorically representative of the sun and other cultures when we face in the east like you said we're facing within the Allah within you feel me Islam 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 yeah I'm with you right there on that so you know for me I think it's just a reminder to keep looking within you know I could be wrong if I am just put that on me but I think that's just a personal reminder to know that Allah is within you 
it's what also is revealed to us in our questionnaires that the nearest place to meet a lies within your own heart. All right. And um, actually, we, we may be able to look that up some other time, but I'm, I'm thinking the East is just symbolic for looking within. And if you're doing that physically facing for you, that's a reminder always to look within. You need a savior, you know, to look within. And the answer pretty much is always looking within. So um, 37, did the angel give to the child that was called Jesus a holy name? Yes, but it cannot be used by those who are slaves to sin, right? And speaking about the angel um, Gabriel, that's the one that came to um, Joseph and Mary. And um, that's also the one who came to the prophet Muhammad. Unless I'm mistaken, I believe so, right? So does anybody have any idea what this is saying? Like, did you know... What is this holy name and why can't it be used by those who are slaves to sin? Islam. No takers on that. Islam. Um, That's something that you will learn about after you go through the chambers. Of more science temple in America, the Adam Chamber. But um, we do know that once we understand who we are and once we learn to go within, that we do not necessarily have to um, put it out there, right? It is, it is part of a divine tool and part of the wisdom that we obtain after we reach a certain level or a certain degree of information and knowledge to, you know, then we go back and do the mind work, you know, or do the shadow work and do the work on self, because then we understand that whatever we do in the mind and in the heart within ourselves is definitely what manifests in the world around us. Islam. Islam. So, um, gratitude and um one thing that like that we can see um in the physical is that sound and vibrations like are powerful they have they have um power to affect life they could create life or death just with your words and the vibrations um i was trying to pull up this experiment but there was like there was an experiment years ago was this scientist who was uh japanese and he was just showing how um, just speaking, saying different things or playing different tones to plants, you know, when they're playing positive things at a positive frequency, the plants are growing strong when they're using things that are negative or playing negative music, right? The plants are dying. And then even the words, the intentions that they're putting on the different um, pots, right? The plants with the negative, they die, right? So you have the power to create or kill with your words and this is real, like the universe is one song, right? Verse means song, uni means one. So that's how all of this is connected. And so there's power in this information and knowledge. And in order to attain to this information, you have to prove that you're not a slave to sin, which means what? You have to master your lower self. You can't be a slave to sin. 
So you must exercise mastery over the lower self because there's power in it. Okay? The power to create and destroy. And um, 38, what is an angel? An angel is a thought of Allah manifested in the flesh. And um, this is also revealed to us that um, for the most part, we're the same as our prophet, right? Just looking through the questionnaire, it's explained that we're we're all the same. Like this is set up so that we don't get confused and see this as um, others have done with religion, where um, like I don't want to just pick on any re- one religion, but since I grew up with Christianity, I know that like for the most part, Christians don't see Jesus as one and the same as them. They don't think they're able to do the things that Jesus did, even though Jesus said in the Bible that you can do the things he did and even greater if you have but the faith of a mustard seed, right? So this is being revealed to us in the Quran. First off, that the prophet was one of us. He's from North Carolina. He's Moorish American. We're Moorish American. He's a thought of Allah manifested in the flesh. Um, Angels are also thoughts of Allah manifested in the flesh. We are thoughts of Allah manifested in the flesh. Okay? So this is powerful because we don't really need a middleman. You don't really need to go to anyone else. This is not being set up so that you have like some idols of something or something that's going to get you away from the truth. This is trying to get you to the truth and get to connect you to the truth so that if it vibes with you if if you can understand this it then then you can actually empower yourself and take it to greater heights you feel me so it's not set up to give you a spider web of intricate places where you could go down this rabbit hole and get lost or you could go down another corner and get even more lost no it's set up to make it plain and clear look Okay, yeah, prophets have thought of a lot manifested in the flesh. So are the angels, and so are you. Okay? So you're not this lowly slime ball who's just born in sin, and you're going to suffer, and maybe you could wear this cross, and you could pray to all these other things, and maybe you get some, some, you know, some love. No. Right? You're the same. You have the same capacity, unlimited capacity for greatness is all of them. And not only that, you're the lords of this world, the manifest and this plane of soul. Okay? So you actually just have to rise back up to your station by mastering your lower self. And so that's what we do here. It's not to set it up to to get more people to be followers and to be underneath someone else. That's not how it is. If anybody's talking like that, Run away, run away. What are the angels used for to carry messages to the four corners of the world to all nations? And this is in alignment with 40. What is our prophet to us? He's an angel of Allah who sent to bring us the everlasting gospel of Allah. And the gospel is the saving power that comes from Allah through our ancient followers by his prophet. And so he came in this day and time with the Circle seven Quran, right? The seven seals. He came 
to bring this message to us who many will tell you no that's not true is no there's no there's no one else in this position so he came to bring this message to us right now in this day and time so that we can get back in alignment and and come into our divine covenant that we didn't even know we had everyone else knows they have a covenant even if they don't abide by it we didn't even know we had it so he came to make it clear and apparent to us so that we can decide whether we want to come in or not, Islam. And on that note, I yield the floor. Um, does anybody else have any questions or anything they want to state, even if it's not related to the questionnaire, Islam? All right, if not, we're going to go ahead and go into the closing of the meeting. Um, put a question in the chat about the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. Um, no, I don't, I don't even know how um, that would apply, like, now, as far as we're concerned. Um, maybe we could talk about that, you know, on the side at another time, but just looking at the wording of it. You know, the way it's worded, it seems like it was specifically dealing with trade relations and things of that nature at that point in time. You know, if you really look over it, looks like Morocco's trying to work out something with the United States because um, they want to have um, a type of truce, basically. Because if you know the nature of what was going on at that time, um, they're expanding their power. The, the Moroccans, you know, they were, um, even though they were winding in power, they still had enough ships and enough manpower to enslave people, to um, rob ships that were on the um, ocean. So they made agreements with different nations to say, okay, if you put your flag up, we leave you guys alone. Why? Because that nation was paying tribute to them to be over in that area that they claim ownership of or dominion over. And so, like, yeah, if you look at it, it seems like that's what it was dealing with. Islam? All right, but gratitude, everybody. So let's go ahead and close out. Oh, do we have anybody, any, any, any people that's ready to proclaim the nationality? If so, feel free to speak up. If not, or you want to speak on the side, feel free to contact us or send an email. And on that note, let's go ahead and close out. All meetings are to be opened and closed properly according to the circle seven in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone who's able, please rise and face the east for the closing prayer. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creative principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim, amen. Islam, Islam, Islamism. This meeting is now adjourned. Here of becoming one of those big peace and love.